just woke up with some new tattoos. I just woke up next to who was you when you and you got the creepy poop hoopty 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 hoo. Make the dreams come true and then I put them back on smooth. I would dream I was a fool. No mansion or no pool. I woke up then I screamed. I woke up, then I screamed. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Um, this is this is Mo Colasso, and uh, bringing to you my uh, the episode for this week. Uh, probably, um, actually, I had to do it yesterday, but it's Sunday. But today is like I just postponed it for uh, for the holiday, you know. Um, so it's exactly, let me tell you the time, it's exactly 3.35 p.m. this Monday afternoon, and um, uh, it's great, man, it's really great, and I love that uh, track, I'm sorry I played uh, Lil, Lil Wayne again, uh, like I did that last time, but you know, I was actually practicing the impression, like, um, I, I don't know whether you really liked my impression of Lil, Lil Wayne, that is exactly that w- what I was trying, and I said, let me just kind of, uh, uh, let me just put it out to you, you know, and this is the final bit of his, of that song, Dreams, I haven't listened to any of the songs yet, any of the songs from the album Funeral as yet, but uh, this is the only thing that song that is stuck in my head i heard i heard it last week and it's still stuck in my head but i need to find some time to really um to really kind of listen to uh the other tracks in the album but i love this i love the last uh the last bit of the song you know um i just woke up with i just woke up with some new tattoos i just woke up next to who was you and you and you Get the groupie woo hoop tee hoop tee hoo tee to who make the dreams come true and then I put them back on snooze. I had a dream, I was a fool, no mansion or no pool. I woke up, then I screamed. Yay! How cool is that, man? Really cool. Uh, so, um, how you guys doing yeah i hope you had a great uh weekend it's an extension of the weekend and i hope you had uh you're kind of um chilling out you know with uh, uh and just kind of uh, you know doing your thing um hopefully that's what you all are doing so right so this is i don't know uh I'm not really uh, numbering my, I mean, I'm not kind of uh, numbering or kind of recording. I don't have the number of episodes that I've really done in my head right now. But it's fun till now, you know. The the day I get kind of bored uh, doing this, maybe I'll just give it up. But right now I'm kind of enjoying it. So here I am. Uh, this is the Just, the no, Just a Nobody podcast, okay. And um, Right, so um, I have a few things uh, to really talk about uh, today. Um, like I was, uh, I, w- I just had my lunch like a, a, an hour back and I have this problem, you know, with, uh, with eating noodles. I eat a lot of noodles. I'm actually, um, I'm Asian and Asians actually, especially I'm from India. So we eat a lot of rice, you know, uh, there's a lot of rice that we eat, but uh, I like, I like noodles better than rice. That's, that's something that kind of like I don't know why so I eat a lot of noodles as um, as my you know base and then whatever you know on it curry or vegetables with it 
and fish with it, whatever. But I have this problem, you know. Now, these noodles are so damn long. Like, you know, uh, it's not, it's unlike rice. Now, rice, you can, like, you know, literally put it, put it in a spoon. Like, take it, pick it up in a spoon or maybe if you're using your hand or whatever. And put it in your mouth. But these noodles are so damn long. You know, all the gravy or the curry or, or uh, the sauce, whatever's on the uh, whatever's on those noodles, you know, they kind of flip in your eyes or they flip all over your, you know, your face. And it's so embarrassing, but I'm not really embarrassed. If, even if I'm sitting in a restaurant and I'm eating this, I'll kind of swip, the, you know, a kind of... Um, uh, vacuum pump the noodles into my mouth and then you know I have the sauce flying everywhere literally turning me blind because they're you know the sauce is in my eye but that's what uh, that's what it is all about I mean that's what happens you know when I'm eating noodles but I really like noodles better than rice um, although I grew up and I kind of uh, ate a lot of rice uh, uh, earlier but now I kind of like noodles better and that is an option that I really opt for basically I was also actually uh, I I was uh, I took the I took the metro I you know I always I use a, a lot of metro I talk about it as well uh, I use a lot of public transportation and all the stories you know actually come out from uh, when you're traveling uh, when you're traveling on that metro when you're riding the bus or when you're uh, you know t- uh, riding an Uber or you know any anything public that is not driven by you or it's not owned by you. You know, where the public, uh, the people, you know, ordinary people really uh, use that mode of transport. Um, that that exactly is, um, you know, is a place where you get your stories. Uh, that's the place where if you want to kind of uh, uh, tell someone a story or a storyteller or if you're someone who kind of uh, does a podcast like I do, you know that's the place that really gives you uh gives you uh content so um and i like it basically i like try because i don't i don't like uh, really driving i like i like driving i like to be driven because you know when you're being driven you can read a newspaper you can look through your phone uh you can do other things you know other than focusing on the road and kind of following the rules so you know i have this problem whenever i kind of enter a train and if there's a if there's a kid nearby like uh, between the age groups of uh, whatever, you know, those young kids where, who have their hands and legs and their mouths going on, you know, nonstop kind of thing. So whenever, I'm, whenever I enter a train and I see a kid on board, I'm like, hey, man, let me just find a place that is far away from this kid. Because, you know, it's like uh, the parents and those kids, they just get, you know, they talk so much and uh, the, the the kids' hands and legs are flying all over the place, um, and um, you know it's it's crazy the, the the you know and then some of them are so small that they're crying and things like that. So I kind of like you know literally finding a place far away from that kid. But you know it's it's it's, it's a problem when uh, when you're already sitting, you all you already have your seat, okay. Uh, Next to no kid, there's no one, there's no kid on board. But then, you know, suddenly there's a, there's a stop uh, midway and then a kid and uh, his or her family really enters the train and then uh, and then they uh, they take a place that is in front of you or behind you or next to you and you're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do now, you know? At least when you enter the train and there's a kid on board, you can kind of, you know, maneuver. You can kind of find a place that is uh, far away. But when you're already sitting and someone joins you in between, it's like, now what am I supposed to do? You know, I cannot just 
uh, I cannot just get up and then find another place because it looks, it's very embarrassing, you know, like, uh, you can't do that. The only option, what I usually do, and I know that there's going to be a train in another three minutes, I get off the I get off the train, literally get off the train and then take another train that is going to be like in three minutes or four minutes, the next one, you know, that's how much like, you know, uh, it can be, it can be really irritating when you have a kid in a public place because they're, they're very, they're the kids, you know, and they're basically irritated. They talk so much. They're kind of uh, always having their hands and legs all over the place. It can be just irritating. So, and I'm not, I'm not apologetic. Okay. By saying this. I literally am saying this and I uh, I know I'm I'm going to get a lot of hate because I said this but this is a fact according to me my experiences like you know if you have a kid that's for you to kind of you know uh uh, uh for you it's your responsibility kind of thing you know and don't tell me about your kid you know you know some some people like you know they literally start about their kid who you've never met or something you know my kid did this and my kid did that and then uh they they this so uh this so kind of uh, talented and etc hey man like why are you telling me you know tell another parent who has a kid you know maybe that parent would be interested or kind kind of can identify with the situation and with you know because you'll both belong to the same group don't tell me you know what am i going to do with that stuff so, um, and I'm not apologetic by saying this. Literally, I'm going to get hate for saying this. But hey, man, like, don't tell me about your kid. What am I going to get? What am I going to do with that piece of information? You know, nothing. You got to tell people who are like you, parents like you, you know, you got to tell people who can kind of relate with that environment, you know, uh, and I'm not apologetic because these days everybody's apologizing for stuff they say. Like, hey, you know, uh, uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, especially especially politicians, you have candidates running for office, you have organizations, companies, you have people, public figures. Basically, they just come out for uh, some shit that they said, you know, years ago, like even 20, 25 years ago, if something just kind of uh, came up like in a in a radio interview or a um, or a video or, you know, on Twitter, whatever, and people start criticizing them, they, they, they jump back, you know, kind of apologizing for it, saying, I didn't mean this, you know, uh, and, you know, and they're basically afraid. They're basically afraid of not getting elected. There could be many reasons not getting elected, or maybe they want to continue keeping their powerful position they are, that they are on. That's why they apologize. Um, they also apologize because they're afraid of getting uh, canceled. You know, this cancel culture is really catching up like globally. So they're afraid of that. So my my basic idea, you know, my basic, uh, uh, my basic uh, piece of information for these people who apologize is, hey man, you're a sad person. Uh, the reason, the the first, most important thing is you hurt someone and sorry, by saying sorry, sorry does not make a dead man alive. No way it's going to happen, you know. Maybe you can, you know, I was just kind of uh, tweeting the other day that maybe you can kind of uh, uh, excuse someone or kind of uh, accept someone's apology if it's behavioral, like, you know, minor behavioral kind of um, uh, mistakes but for someone who has kind of implemented a frisk and stop and frisk kind of policy, 
you know that was that was one policy that was advocated by uh one of the one of the candidates who's running and if you've done that you've literally kind of uh you've literally kind of interfered with the common man's way of living you have destroyed that person's life you know uh not not one person's life but an entire community the minority community's life and then you come back saying like 20 years or 10 years back uh, 10 years later you come and say that you apologize for what you did hey no 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 sorry does not make a dead man alive you know it's it's the worst thing that you, you uh the worst policy or the worst thing that you could ever do and then kind of apologizing for what like you know just just kind of pack up you know kind of thing uh so personally i never give a, give a chance if someone has really done something uh uh you know um where i'm involved i never give anyone an apology to really uh, anyone an and opportunity to kind of apologize to me i kind of disappear from their lives before that even happens you know anything happens like i just disappear like i'm out you know out of your life kind of thing so uh, uh because i i believe that sorry doesn't make a dead man alive and it will never make you know if you if you tell someone if you apologize even a zillion times it's not going to change what how you kind of how it impacted someone you know some people can some people take uh uh things differently you know some people are really hurt by what you say and i think it is very important that you really mind uh, you know mind what we say because it is a fact that some people are hurt like literally um you know uh, it affects them it really uh, it, affect, it affects the way they uh, they live lives and uh, that's something that should not be happening some people are very good with uh, taking these kind of uh, you know pushback from people like haters doing stuff they just kind of insult back some of them just ignore it maybe some of them just laugh at it but not everyone can take it so lightly you know some people are really hurt by it and affects their it affects their um, uh mental state of mind it affects their self confidence they feel they're not worth it and then they go on and take you know really drastic steps to kind of uh, uh get away from bullies and so why why bully someone you know why why uh why why if you hate someone hate that person in your head you know why do you go and kind of say stuff that will hurt someone you know so no matter no matter how uh physically fit a person is you know you could be a 10 physically you could be strong you could be you know uh, like uh bruce lee but if you're not mentally fit and if you're in uh, in your mind in, uh, physically you're just a 10 but um your brain is a 1 you just lost it you know you're not you're not going to win life basically you're not just going to win life no way because you know they say that people who can live uh people who can live alone are basically uh mentally really strong um as compared to people who always you know want that continuous um, acknowledgement of their work they want praises they want appreciations they're afraid of living alone all the time they're always moving from one relationship to the other and one the other and and another and another because they're just afraid of living alone you know they want to be in a relationship all the time so um uh 
so that's that's basically uh being afraid and those people really don't take uh bullying very easily or by haters very easily they just hurt very easily whereas the others you know who really live alone they have no problems with that they're mentally fit they're just mentally very strong you know uh they're not afraid of uh, they're not afraid of shit and that's that those are people who i really admire and um but having said that hey you bullies you know shut the fuck up you know kind of thing just don't go and hurt someone and after hurting someone you come back after 10 years and 5 years and 2 years apologizing shit man don't do that shut up pack your bags and just get out you know uh so uh that's something that really uh pisses me off a uh, piss, uh, pisses me off when people just come around apologizing like hey don't do that you know um right so what's happening guys like hey i just woke up with some new tattoos i just woke up next to who is you and you and you have you ever woke up uh in shock saying hey man who are you and you and you like you know like literally with three to four people you know next to you after you wake up have have you ever woken up like that i haven't woken up like that ever because i like to i like to control <laughs> who i wake up with but um uh, that's really funny you must be really drunk right or maybe high or something to wake up with uh to wake up with people who you don't even know right whatever uh right so i was actually um you know i was actually pondering over this word drag the only time i've ever used uh this word drag is uh you know uh, when i'm when it's you no know, drag someone drag someone like let me use some sentences in which i've used like drag like literally drag someone across like pull someone you know drag someone or maybe drag someone into a controversy these are usually you know ways of kind of uh, uh used um, use the word drag but recently believe me i'm being very honest okay you can call me whatever you want you know but recently i uh i got into uh understanding the other meaning of drag like the drag king you know and drag queens like you know you have the drag queen race you have rupaul so rupaul was making news and uh, uh i think uh she has this fashion show um which is called the he has a fashion show which is called the drag queens and then that made me interested to understand you know what is the meaning of drag to really understand what this uh what this uh, what is it called the fashion show is all about and then i realized that the meaning of drag is uh, it basically refers to someone who wears clothing of the opposite gender and that's literally the not the drag not the pulling one the other meaning of drag and then uh i was like uh and then that that's how i got introduced to rupaul's fashion show the drag race and i started watching the drag uh, race to kind of understand you know what is the concept all about what they really do and that is very recently like you know it's not even been a month like just recently i started watching it i was very interested to learn and um then i watched a few episodes of the drag uh the drag race um some videos and i was like 
bonkers. I literally went bonkers watching those uh, folks, you know, kind of um, walking this uh, ramp. And I was like, you know, it it looks it re- looks really funny because I believe that all these people who really walk up there, who participate in this drag race, are basically really funny. They're really funny. You know, you've got to really be funny because you, I don't know whether you've ever watched it, but I really uh, recommend it if you really want to know what's happening in our world today. Um, they, they, they're really, really funny. You know, you cannot just be up there in that drag race, RuPaul's or whichever uh, brand uh, they're walking under if you're not funny, if you're not talented, if you're not goofy, if you're not entertaining, if you're not gorgeous, if you're not talented, if you cannot do splits. They're literally, you know, doing splits. They're so animated, you know, each and every person out there, they're so animated. Not everyone can do it, you know. Uh, It's not easy to wear so much of makeup, wigs, and uh, heavy clothing, you know. You need confidence to do that. You you need to be fearless. Uh, And that's uh, and then I started appreciating the drag race. I started appreciating RuPaul, you know, and that's very recent. This has been going on for years, but that's very recent because I believe that, um, you know, to be a drag queen, you need to literally be funny and you need to be animated and you need to be confident and fearless. It's not everyone's cup of tea, literally not everyone's cup of tea, because if you, you know, like if I have to put one if I just put eyeliner on my eyelids, eyeliner, like in a wet eyeliner, just put it on the eyelids. I'm like pissed off, man. I just can't tolerate makeup on my face. I can't do it. You know, it's something that I just feel heavy, you know. But these guys are like, uh, the, I just admire drag queens. Believe me, you know, they're doing splits. They're so animated. They're physically so powerful the way they speak. They really got the show going. And um, now I understand, you know, why uh, the show is so popular because they got it, man. You must check them out because I've checked a few videos and I was impressed. Like RuPaul, you know, said in one uh, one bit that, you know, the Matrix says uh, that identity, uh, that identity, uh, like pick up an identity. Okay, so I just repeat it again. I just kind of uh, goofed up a little bit. You know, the Matrix says, she says that uh, pick up an identity and stick with it. That's what the Matrix says, because I want to sell you some beer and uh, and shampoo and I need you to stick with what you are so I'll know how to market it to you. You know, that's what that's what that's that's the world that we live in. You know, we pick up an identity, live with it. And then marketers are really selling us those shampoos, those beers, those uh, those uh, those branded outfits based on the identity. They target you. But what RuPaul says is drag is the opposite. Drag says identity is a joke. And I completely agree with RuPaul on this because um, when it comes to my fashion sense and the way I dress up, I believe in unisex fashion. Like I don't stick with only I'm female, but I uh, I don't I don't stick with only wearing female outfits. You know, I wear a lot of men's clothing, and uh, so um, you know, and I like this genderless kind of. Uh, thought process that we all live in because now we have to we have to um the lgbt community uh we need to support them they are a part of uh the global environment i'm not talking about any one nation they're part of the global environment you know of the global culture and that's why 
uh, I absolutely agree with drag. The drag says identity is a joke, you know, you don't need to pick an identity and go with it. And that's why I say that I am basically a drag king because I dress up. I love men's clothing, you know, like literally, I'm not joking when I say I love Kim Jong-un's, Kim Jong-un's bell bottoms. I'm not joking when I say I like Harry Styles, Harry Styles bell bottoms. I really love that clothing. I love the way you know, you can, uh, you can experiment with things. And that's what I encourage everyone. You know, you might think it's a joke, but I would encourage every man, woman, whoever you are, don't stick to an identity, you know, kind of fluid. Like just go do whatever you want. You know, you want to wear a pair of shoes that a woman would wear. Why not? Just go and try it. Forget the world, you know, kind of thing. They'll say a lot of things. All right, man. Right, right, right. So, uh, do you know how I feel? Yes. Do you know how I feel? Yeah. Do you know how I feel? Uh, do you know how I feel? Ah. Oh. Do you know how I feel? You know what song I'm singing? I'm singing uh, the song by Annie Lennox. Uh, why? Where, you know, uh, this is basically a song for everyone who apologizes. Like, don't apologize, you know, because it's a waste of time. Like, I love the song. How many times do I have to try and tell you that I'm sorry for the things I've done? But when I start to try to tell you, that's when you have to tell me, hey, this kind of trouble's only just begun yeah i love that song you know it's for everyone who apologizes just shut up man don't don't apologize don't don't apologize and don't apologize to me i'll never give you an opportunity to do that i'll just disappear from my life you know that's basically my way of handling people who keep apologizing like just shut up man hey man hey man hey 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 just shut up Right. So, yeah. So I was actually, um, let me see whether I'm running out of time. Not, not yet. I think I'm, yeah, I kind of like flies. Yeah. Time actually flies. I was, uh, I, I watched the Oscars and, uh, like last, last episode I was recording my show and the Oscars was, uh, the, the award, the ceremony and the presentation was supposed to happen two hours later. Like I recorded my show. It was a pre- before Oscars happened. So I didn't really get an opportunity to talk about the winners, etc. But I made predictions. I made predictions. You know, I wanted, uh, not predictions, I can't predict, but I my likes and dislikes. And I was like, you know, uh, since, um, since the Joker had 11 nominations, I was like, I hope they get all 11 nominations because, because everyone who did their bit there really deserved an award. And that's what, that was my only, that was my only prediction. But that didn't really happen. You know, the Oscars actually um, uh, went kind of, you know, uh, uh, exactly the opposite. Of course, the Joker got the Best Actor Award, Joaquim uh, Phoenix. Uh, he gave a brilliant, <laughs> he, gave, he gave a wonderful speech. I really liked his speech, you know, uh, where he, uh, he says that, you know, uh, this cancel culture has gone too far. And that's that's a fact, you know, because and his was basically uh, he was talking about how uh, he was uh, a 
a scoundrel or rascal or whatever because of his, because of his behavior and he got an opportunity again and he thanks everyone so that has changed him a little and that's absolutely fine you know that's absolutely fine because with his behavior is not kind of destroyed someone else's life so it's absolutely okay so he got an award i loved his speech there and then i believe uh, there was another award for joker out of the 11 nominations um, there were two nom- uh, two awards that were given for the best original score and i was like what's the best original score what's the original score what does that what does that uh, what does that category mean and then i realized and i kind of was checking it out and then it says the best the original score is basically the music that is composed specifically for the movie to serve and enhance the story so uh that's what original score means you know and uh yeah so it's basically the music that is composed specifically for the movie to serve and enhance the story and uh so out of 11 nominations they got two of them and the biggest blockbuster you know kind of uh thing that happened in the oscars was the parasite movie i've never watched the movie yes i kind of uh heard of it a little bit you know because it trended a bit bit before that but and because of its nominations but parasite was a total oscars grab uh, award the the a grabber there on that uh, on the platform like um, i haven't watched parasite because i believe uh, the movie is in south korean and i don't understand the language for heaven's sake but i believe there are subtitles but the problem is you know i kind of have a problem reading subtitles like i can't read it for like 2 hours you know continuously i can't first and foremost i can't read i can't go in that speed you know uh so it's like hey man like you know um whoever you are mr bong jun ho like hey man bong jun ho like how about uh, how about dubbing these uh how about uh uh you know for a foreigner like me who doesn't understand south korean how about dubbing that movie in english or maybe hindi or maybe marathi or maybe konkani these are few languages that i understand how about doing that you know because i can't read those subtitles and i won't do it there's no way i'm watching parasite and you tell me you got to read subtitles hey like hey no like no i can't i can't read something that keeps flicking across you know at the at the bottom no way and not for 2 hours i can't do that so hey mr director bong jun ho you know kind of you know how about dubbing the movie so that uh into languages that i understand so that i can kind of watch it and not read something you know and kind of uh understand the movie but i'll definitely watch it hope uh hope they dub it you know i would definitely watch it for sure but i really respect you know now this foreigner B- uh, director bong joon ho is a south korean like for being a foreigner and capturing a global audience that is mind blowing and that is really something that i respect and appreciate and besides that in addition to that being a foreigner and capturing a global audience the guy doesn't even speak english so imagine uh, imagine getting an oscars award and imagine also capturing a global audience by not even being able to speak english you know he had to have a translator wherever he went so that is respect and appreciation like 100% totally appreciate the guy really mind blowing but i need to watch i want to watch parasite i really want to watch parasite but uh, i hope it's dubbed i hope it's really dubbed 
uh, it will kind of, you know, make things much easier, much easy, basically. So, um, I was, uh, I, what is the meaning of lying dog faced pony soldier? Hey man, what's the meaning of dying, lying, lying dog faced pony soldier? And what is the meaning of funky dog head bish? Bish is something funky dog head bitch. Okay. I think I can use that word. It's my podcast, so I can use it because now there were two individuals in the in in the last week who kind of one person who used the who called who called um an audience member lying dog faced pony soldier and then uh there was another rapper who called a journalist funky dog head bitch. Bitch. So what is this all about? What is this what what What's about dog head and dog face? Like, you know, why are people obs- obsessed with dogs, basically? And I didn't understand both these, uh, both these slangs or uh, whether they're slangs or these phrases. Lying dog face pony soldier. And then you have funky dog head bitch. I don't understand what people really do, you know. Of course, the Snoop Dogg who called someone a funky dog head bitch, he basically apologized after saying that, but you've already done a damage, you know, you already damaged someone by saying that. So, you know, why apologize? Hey, man. Hey, Snoop. Don't apologize, you know. You were hot-headed. You said things like that and you hurt someone. That's the bottom line, you know. And then uh, one of the one of the candidates um, running for uh, the upcoming elections just called someone lying dog face pony soldier. Now, what does even this even mean? I just uh, I can't understand. You know, is it it is is it something? Is it an is it uh, something to celebrate or is it a sad thing? I have no idea. But all I, all I want to say is, you know, you know, we have these millennials and we have these youngsters who keep complaining. You know. These young kids, they keep complaining. Hey, we don't know. Uh, uh, we don't know anything about, um, you know, we don't know anything about uh, uh, the elderly. You know, they're, they're completely, they belong to a different generation altogether. We don't know who they are, what they like, how they talk, etc. Hey, you youngsters. Now, all these elderly people who are always, you know, uh, in the background all their lives, they're actually mainstream today in our generation's. All the elderly all over the world, take for India, the United States, the United Kingdom, or uh, you take, uh, except for Canada, the leadership is pretty young, except for New Zealand, where the leadership is pretty young, everywhere else, all across the world, the leadership is basically the elderly who are running the country, you know, running nations. So basically, if you really want to, uh, if you really want to understand the likes, dislikes and who the elderly, what the elderly people like, what they dislike, how they talk, how they roll, it's basically you need to follow, you need to follow politics because that's where they all are right now. They don't leave their positions. They're jaded and uh, they carry the baggage all, all, uh, all along, you know. Uh, they're never really resigning from the top positions. They're there for decades and decades and decades. So basically, if you want to understand um, the elderly, you need to follow mainstream news. You need to follow politics because that's where the elderly people are. They're not. They're not in the background anymore. They're mainstream. So, um, and they're never really going to give the youngsters. Uh, 
the position that they hold, you know. Rather than being mentors to others, they've taken those positions in the sitting on it, you know, kind of thing. But whatever. Uh, so, um, lying dog-faced pony soldier. It sounds like a compliment, actually. I would take it as a compliment. I would laugh at it. If someone called me a lying dog-faced pony soldier, I would like... <laughs> I would literally be laughing, you know, my guts out, my intestines out, my whatever uh, off. Lying dog faced pony soldier, lying dog faced pony soldier. At least, you know, you know, funky dog head, dog head bitch is basically, uh, you know, when you're basically a hater, you're basically insulting someone. But when you call someone a, a lying dog face pony soldier. It's hilarious, man. It's hilarious, actually, to me. Actually, literally, it, it's like literally hilarious. You know, I wanted to, uh, I was, I wanted to try, like I cook, you know, I cook, as I said, like a cook, uh, I like cooking homemade food rather than uh, buying or a ready-made food. I like homemade because I know exactly what I'm eating, what is going into my food. And I like it that way, you know, uh, rather than eating outside food, which is, you know, you don't really know. And then apart from that, I don't eat meat and you get a lot of meat outside. I've, I've stopped eating meat. Actually, I used to eat a lot of meat earlier, but I've stopped eating meat for about like five years now successfully. It's a big deal for me. I feel like Hey man, how, can, how did I do it? You know, it surprises me. I surprise myself, but I eat a lot of fish. Um, so poor fish, man, poor fish. But I eat a lot of fish and I, uh, and I like fish. It's something that I really, really like. So, uh, I wanted to try, uh, I wanted to try, although, um, I don't eat, I, I don't eat red made. I make, make a lot of homemade food and I buy my own groceries, uh, and then I cook, but I wanted to try, uh, the blue apron and hello fresh services because that's, that's a new concept that everyone talks about. And I was like, what's this blue apron thing, you know? And very recently, I kind of explored it because I want to understand, I want to learn what it is all about, blue apron and HelloFresh services. So I said, let me just, you know, try it. So I kind of ordered something, you know, and um, it is so irritating. Like, I wonder why people are wasting money. They're wasting time. So many utensils, you know, that you've got to use to make the stuff, uh, you're just cleaning and cleaning and cleaning after cooking. Like, what the fuck, man? It's so much of money as well. Like, why uh, people uh, on uh, the other side of the road are basically not even getting two meals a day. You know, there's hunger. There's food scarcity outside. There's food insecurity outside. And then we go around using uh, Blue Apron and HelloFresh kind of services where what they do is basically send you raw material or raw ingredients, you know, which go into, the, into a meal. And then you have to cook it. Okay? So someone just delivers uh, uh, the raw ingredients and uh, the stepwise, instru stepwise instructions of how to really make a meal. And then you have to cut the vegetables, you have to make it, you have to sort it, you have to do everything. Like, why would someone really use such a services? I cannot understand, you know? How about rather than buy, buying these ingredi ingredients, why, how about you cook, uh, you cook it, you go to a grocery st store and buy it yourself? Like, how long does it take, you know? Are we so lazy? 
Or do we have so much of money that, you know, we can just splurge it, splurge it on some services like this, you know? And why would, why would I pay someone to, if I have to do all the work of cleaning the utensils after I, because, you know, the way they say is like, cut those onions and then put them in a bowl, okay? Cut ginger garlic and put it in a bowl. And then there are so many bowls with different ingredients. Why would I need that? Why do I need to be, uh, it's like the, the Marie Kondo of cooking. It's the Marie Kondo of cooking, if I have to put it, you know. If you appreciate it and if you loved Marie Kondo, then you would really love HelloFresh and Blue Apron kind of uh, services because that's what it's all about. It's rich people wasting money on stuff like this, you know, basically. It's a Marie Kondo of cooking these services you know and then you have to follow those instructions like do this do that and then go this way i hate taking instructions i'm not going to follow your rules step by step why should i and that too for cooking for e- like you know spending 2 hours to cook a meal and then it takes me 2 minutes to just kind of eat and why do we eat we kind of eat to kind of satisfy our hunger you right why do all this fanciness? Why be so fancy? Why this? Why be so fancy about uh, food cooking? You know. So I was like, this is the Marie Kondo of cooking. If you love Mar- Marie Kondo's folding and sparking joy, folding clothes and sparking joy, and discarding stuff, you know, uh, you'll definitely love services like Blue Apron and HelloFresh. Basically, because I never liked Marie Kondo. I know she. I knew she was going to kind of. Uh, flop and that really happened and I don't know but Blue Apron I think these services are really doing well Blue Apron and HelloFresh but hey man it's a waste of money as per what I think you know it's just fancifying everything it's just glamorizing everything and it's glamorizing food my food my onions they need to be cut in this way they need to be cubed they need to be sliced they need to be and then they need to be put in a bowl and then you you put oil and then let it heat and then you put the onions and then you cut the uh, red peppers and the green peppers in small dices and then you put it into it you know how i cook you know how i cook i basically dump my food i'm just basically cutting onions in whichever shape i want i put it Fry it a little bit, then put tomatoes uh, in whichever size and shape that I want it in. No bowls, nothing. Just kind of slice it, dump, put it there, salt it, put ginger garlic paste, put on, uh, put salt, whatever. In uh, in my understanding, I use my brain, you know, to how much of sugar or how much of salt to put, or how much of uh, how much of uh, how much of onions do I need, etc. I don't need someone to tell me take one onion or take one and a half onion. No, man. I'll use the amount of onion I think that will make my food taste good. I don't need someone to kind of spoon feed me how I'm going to cook my food. Like, hey man, that's logic. Use your fucking brain, you know. So I was like, I just don't understand these services. But whatever, you know, it works for some people. So good for you. But that's my take on the Murray Kondo of cooking services that are available um, uh, that are available in the market. All right. So uh, since I was talking about, uh, since I was talking about apologizing and how people like, you know, they kind of apologize at the snap, like at a snap. Oh, I did that. I'm really sorry. But they hurt, hurt you already, you know? So this is a song which is going to run for about four minutes. 
uh, so you can kind of, uh, you know, uh, you can kind of uh, just shut down. But this is something that I recorded doing a karaoke. Uh, I got a Why by Annie Lennox. Um, and um, I love the song. I love the song. It's, it's for everybody who keep apologizing and never really understand, you know, that they've already hurt. They've already done what they had to do. They hurt someone, they destroyed them, and then they come back and apologize. Don't ever do it, you know. So I kind of recorded the song. You can t- tune off. Uh, you can kind of sign off right now if you don't want to listen to it. But before I go, I just want to tell you guys that um, if you want to write to me, you can DM me on Twitter. You can write to me at justanobodypodcast at gmail.com. You know, I do read. I do read what I get on those sites. And uh, don't write shit, as I always say, on DMs because you get all kind of bullshit, you know, on uh, indirect messages because it's so easy. It's just a kind of a platform so easy to get what you want. But don't do that, man. Hey, don't do it with me, you know, kind of thing. Uh, So, um, yeah, so this is a song that runs for about four minutes. And I'm kind of, uh, you can kind of sign up if you want to. I'll I'll be back. uh, I'll be back after the song on the other side of the song. Yeah, here you go. I hate that. I don't like it. How many times do I have to try to tell you that I'm sorry for the things I've done? But when I start trying to tell
you don't know you don't know how i feel you don't really know how i feel no one knows how anyone feels so don't hurt someone don't really upset someone and then come and apologize saying it but anyways guys i'm sorry i just bored you with that song when it ran for about four 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 and a half minutes that's a long time i'm sorry if i bored any one of you but anyways thank you so much guys for listening to me i really appreciate it i really love you guys for doing it and until next time baby bye 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 bye